Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in, I mean, still gorgeous Seattle. I mean, I love stunning. Fall. It's so, <gasps> so beautiful. It is so beautiful. You can smell it. Yeah. <sighs> I even was mowing my lawn on Halloween just to make sure the kids wouldn't. I might know. need to do that actually really? today, as a matter of fact. No, mine's <laughs> getting a little long. Like, I've let it go after, you know, the little drought we had. And so now the weather's little coming drought. back. Little drought. Yeah, you're you know, so cute. Right. You mean just the lack of a few inches of rain? Yeah, right. right? Just a few. <laughs> just, yeah, it's really gorgeous here in Seattle. And as we always say, come visit, but please don't move here. Although it will help with our our um, our property values, so I guess well, we could let a few more. I know one, so. we are. I feel like we're becoming San Francisco in that way, which is good if you own a home, not so great if you don't. Yeah. Right? I have a few friends that were like, "Oh, you should rent out your house and then get something else." I'm like, "No," but then I'm kind of looped back into where everyone else has to do and spend a little bit more money to get in <laughs> for the house that you want. Yeah. I'm like, "I'm good." He's I'm fine. Good. You're I'm you're good. a happy camper, yeah, and I've seen your remodeling jobs. You do a good job, Benny. It's all right. it's yeah, all right. that uh, that bathroom looked great thank that I you, saw. Thank you. I have Some a pictures. few more extra little dollars to maybe work Ooh. on. That. If you might have heard. I know I was talking to you off the air. I won the Halloween contest I here at know. work. I know. Congratulations! Yay! Thank you. It's been another drought that I <laughs> it was since I actually went back and looked. It was since uh, 08 is when the wow, last time that, I won. Wow, that's a long time. Yep, yeah. So I was cousin Eddie from oh my gosh. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Right. And I guess. The, the legs want it. <laughs> I, I was showing well, you said skin, skin wins. To win, skin to win. So I was showing a lot of legs there. Yeah, you so. got like a woman's robe and a hat and the the, some host thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you see the movie, you'll get it. Cousin Eddie and he's by the curb pumping his RV into the drain, basically. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. We're very happy for you that the drought is over with and you won right. your Halloween yeah, yeah. costume. Symbolically. Yeah. <laughs> and so were you worried about this uh, Halloween adventure? Because, you know, we're very blessed today. Uh, one of the things I get to do is interview people who I believe are on the leading edge mm-hmm. of thought. And today we get to do one of those things. Um, the author of The Worry Trick, How Your Brain Tricks You into Expecting the Worst and What You Can Do About It by Dr. David A. Cor- Corbinal, sorry, I think I messed that one up a little bit. And so, what a wonderful book to help mm-hmm. us figure out what worries mean, our relationship to worries, which I think is a fascinating concept, and then what do you do about it? So, welcome to the show, Dr. Corbinal. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. And you live in Chicago, so you know you're not I in do. the studio. Um, how is Chicago? Is it getting cold or? Uh... It's cold and rainy today. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, we won't be mowing our lawns today <laughs> like you guys. Yeah, we're working on those last-minute yard details. So you've been a clinical psychologist for a very long time. Long time, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you've specialized in anxiety. Is that? That's, that's right. That, that's, that, that's always been my practice, working right. with, with people who come in with various fears and phobias of all, all kinds. Of all kinds, right. And so you've, yeah. of course, helped people with those who need medications, of course, and those who don't. And you've had so much experience that you decided to delight us with a second book. And I know you just finished your third book, if I understand it correctly. Um, but your second yes. book, The Worry Trick. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... Uh... 
uh, book completely devoted to the, the whole topic of worry. You know, my other books are about phobias. This this one is different. Right. Uh, how, how do we deal with that process of all these terrible what if this and what if that thoughts that, that, that keep nagging at me? Right. But what I found so interesting is how you break it down so that you can identify what your worries are. Because sometimes when we have that much anxiety, we don't even know really what is the culprit. In, you know, like our brain is flashing to so many different aspects mm-hmm. of our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and and you're able to help us through reading this book about, okay, well, what am I really, really worried about? Yeah, what is the thing that, that's prodding me? And flashing is the right word. It, uh, it, it seems like such a loud, upsetting distress signal that it you know makes it hard for people to focus. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm hoping some of the uh, the ideas in the book will help them focus in a little more closely and recognize, gee, what is actually happening at the moment. Oh, no, I loved your book. I, th- I think it's excellent. I think it'll be extremely oh, helpful. You. Yeah, I love it. I think you did a great job. Because you also helped us, you gave great stories, things that are easy to understand and, and we could all relate to, and, and how, our mind, how our minds work. And that when we get into doubt which is the part of this relationship that we have with our worries um, that you also talk in detail about understanding that concept, that it's the doubt actually that keeps us in that, you know, anxiety pursuing adventure, which it really isn't Mm -hmm. fun at all. Right. Right. Yeah. When, when people experience doubt about something they're concerned of, you know, if somebody has a, a thought about something bad happening in the future, what if my, furnace breaks down well where you are that wouldn't be any big deal uh but in chicago it would be a big deal <laughs> uh what if i lose my job what if someone gets ill uh instinctively they want to try and prove to themselves that that's not going to happen and 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 since you you really can't prove to your own satisfaction that something bad will never happen in the future then they have this doubt and they they take that doubt uh, their failure to prove it uh to mean oh my god it is going to happen and then that, that's a big part of the cycle. Yes. And and you say that when we get in that type of cycle, that it feels dangerous, like like we're there's danger. And, and so then that also enhances the anxiety experience. Yes, because they're literally uh, experiencing a scary movie in their mind. And mm. then just as we can go into a theater and watch a movie that we know to be fiction and we know isn't happening, and yet our bodies and our minds will respond as if it were. Uh, we, we find the same experience when we're running the scary movie in our own head. Right. You gave this wonderful analogy about, you know, uh, in the book, what if you have decided to make dinner for your boss and his wife, and, of course, you want to get home on time from work, and so you make these plans where you, you know, put in your GPS the quickest route from home. You even have a backup restaurant that you could order food if something happens to the food mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then you're, you're able to relax and go okay I've covered my bases but when we get into these dangerous worries or this relationship that we have with worries as you so eloquently describe in your book we're unable to actually create backup plans well certainly and uh, can't create any that we're 100% satisfied yep I have mm-hmm. that covered I have made trouble impossible <laughs> uh, and, and so then, you know, you find people getting into backup plan on top of backup plan on top of backup plan. And the more they stack them up, the more nervous they become because they're constantly thinking about, well, does that solve it? Does that solve it? Does that solve it? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and so through your wonderful, you know, guidance, like what would be one of your 
techniques to help with this trick, you know, the, the worry trick that we have? Well, first and foremost, to, uh, to recognize uh, what do all these thoughts mean right now? You know, in this case, you know, what if uh, something goes awry with the, the dinner from my boss? Uh, all these thoughts I'm having about it, they're not literally predictions of, of how the meal is going to go. They're evidence that I am nervous right now in this moment, that uh, that's what they're telling me. I'm nervous. They're not telling me anything about the dinner. They're telling me how I feel right now. And, all right, I'm nervous. Well, it's okay to be nervous. Like, let me work with that rather than constantly trying to prove what's going to happen or not happen in the future. Mm. Uh, so that would be the starting point. It's okay to feel nervous. Mm. Which can then calm you down and help you realize that like, maybe everything's going to be perfectly fine, but I'm just nervous about this experience. Like, are we going to have fun at dinner? Are we going to laugh our heads off or... Are we going to be bored, yeah, bored yeah. to death? <laughs> and, and while I'm nervous, let me deal with that. Let me check out my breathing. Let me relax my shoulders. Uh, let me remind myself, well, I've been nervous many times in the past, and most things work out okay. Uh, let me stay in the present moment and deal with being nervous, and I'll look forward to sitting down at the table. Uh, but right now, if nervous is what I have, okay, I'll deal with nervous. Mm. So do you think there's a lot of people that have quite a bit of anxiety but really don't know they have anxiety? Well, um, they probably know they have anxiety, <laughs> but I think they, they kind of misunderstand how to deal with it. That they're, they're tending to think they're anxious because they know what's going to happen in the future. Uh -huh. They don't really know what's going to happen in the future. They're just having nervous thoughts about it now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so... Um, while they re they may recognize that they're anxious, they're constantly trying to uh, put rescue plans into place for the future, safety plans, rather than stopping and, and dealing with the emotion that I'm experiencing right now in this present moment. I, I think that that's the key. Okay. Uh, they, they take the worry, the anxiety, as, as a sign of danger, when for the most part it, it's probably only a sign of, of present discomfort. Right, and the anxiety. And have you noticed yeah. a particular personality type, or do you think anxiety is something that you've identified in in all different types of people? Oh, I think uh, it runs the gamut across all different kinds of people. Um, uh, there, there's probably some differences in how people respond to it. Uh, you know, some folks who are, you know, really maybe on the, on the controlling, take charge end of things, uh, may get more into the the planning and, and the preparing of responses and other people who feel a little more dependent than others uh, might focus more on constantly getting reassuring messages from other mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we see more variety in how they respond to it than in whether or not they have it. Anxiety is a pretty universal Problem. Uh, response. And, yeah. and in fact, for, for three decades now, it's been the number one presenting problem and mental health stations all across the country. Wow. And I bet this year in particular with the political arena, as it has been, there's been an increase in anxiety, at least in the U.S. Yeah, it hasn't helped, that's yeah, for sure. Right. So, I mean, above all, if if someone notices that they've had more anxiety this year, this would be a wonderful book for them to, you know, pick up. And, and maybe they'll even discover some other areas of their life where they tend to be anxious or be in doubt more than mm -hmm. would be necessary. And, and so mm -hmm. you're talking here about the negative what-if questions that, that people get in this perpetual 
thinking process of kind of scary what if questions. Yeah, uh, and that's really the the predominant form that uh, worry takes. It, it's almost always in, in the book I describe how we can diagram the sentence. It's got two parts. There's the what if clause, and then it's followed by some catastrophe clause. Mm. Uh, and any catastrophe will fit in that statement, that sentence, because right at the front you have the what if part, which I think basically means let's pretend something bad. Uh, and so anything else uh, that you could shake a stick at, anything negative, uh, will, will fit into that. But the, these are the Mad Libs of, of chronic anxiety, if you will, if you remember Mad Libs. Yes. <laughs> uh, where we can put in, plug in any catastrophe, and because we have this heckling kind of statement at the top, well, let's pretend something bad happens. Uh, well, now I'm, I'm feeling physical tension, and now I have anticipation, and now I'm concerned about possible catastrophes, all because I got this let's pretend signal. Right, right, exactly. Um, and so you also talk in the book about our relationship with worry, which I found fascinating, because we literally have mm-hmm. a relationship with it, literally. Yes, and this is what people uh, generally don't recognize. Uh, they often treat their worries as if they're getting telegrams. <laughs> uh, you know, telegrams from God about the future. Uh, when what's really happening is they're having a relationship with their own internal thoughts and emotions and sensations. And then uh, it's so important to come to see that this is about how you relate to uh, to these symptoms. So you think that initially people think that it's actually more a warning that's coming in or some sort of insight? Absolutely. Uh. Absolutely. And that, that's, what, that's what invites the worry. Uh. Uh, they, they think they're getting important predictions when, you know, from my viewpoint, mostly it's it's more like heckling. <laughs> it's heckling. They're getting heckled inside their own brain. You know what I find interesting about that? Because what I, um, you know, I do intuitive work professionally, and what I tell people all the time is intuition is rarely, if ever, expressed in fear. It's it's a very calm experience. It's mm-hmm. a calm energy. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even when we're in a crisis moment, the answer that we're seeking is going to be calm. It's not going to be, ah, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that's so important. That That's so on point because uh, uh, th- these people are experiencing a real strong gut reaction, but it's all coming from the, uh, the cerebral cortex, the thinking, planning, uh, laborious decision-making part of the brain. There's, there's nothing uh, intuitive about, right. about their gut instinct here. It, in fact, you know, I often you know, describe, and I think I mentioned this probably in the book, uh, this whole problem of worry and, and chronic anxiety. It's very much a counterintuitive problem. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it goes totally against intuition. In fact, one of the things I recommend, that's why I love that you talk so in detail about the negative what-if questions, because that's what most people are asking in their brain all day long, is, mm-hmm. it, which is not positive energy. It's not allowing them to you know, manifest in a, in a way that is uplifting for their life or their well-being. You know, they're actually attracting more negativity, I think, when they get in that kind of curiosity. And so I'm always welcoming, you know, positive what-if questions, you know, curious ones that are the opposite of the negative ones. Yes, and that, that's so helpful. Right. Uh, now, the, the tricky part for a lot of chronic warriors is, you know, and, and you were uh, right on point in saying you always welcome uh, positive questions. Someone caught up in chronic worry is, is uh, trying too hard to control their thoughts. They're trying to make mm-hmm. themselves think positive. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, they're going to find the, the reverse occurring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're literally telling themselves, don't think that, think this. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to control their thoughts in ways that thoughts won't be controlled. Mm-hmm. And that creates anxiety, is what you're saying. As well. Yes, yeah, it's like talking to a two-year-old and saying, don't even think about touching that radiator, and, <laughs> yeah. and boom, there they go. Yeah, and then they're crying because they're burnt, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hurt. yeah. Yeah, oh, that's adorable. Well, we're going to take a little break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of, of interviewing the author of The Worry Trick, How Your Brain Tricks You Into Expecting the Worst, What You Can Do About It. It's it's a wonderful excellent book. It helps us to stop spending endless amounts of time worrying and feeling anxious. And we'll be right back. The club isn't the best place to find the lovers of the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table doing shots. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy intuitive.com adopt us kids presents multiple choice parenting you're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop stars concert do you a wear earplugs isn't this fun dad i have a soft pretzel b remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts that's going to be 180 bucks or we can just take a photo. C. Show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing! I can't! It's too heavy! Oh my god! Or D. Just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming mp3 audio such as winamp itunes or current versions of real player or windows player visit our website for more details remember that's 1150kknw.com on friday manson mitchell welcome back caroline heldman in the first of a two-part interview her new book protest politics is a fascinating recounting of successful consumer activism on saturday jody levon the happy medium joins us for two full hours with stories of love and healing from the other side and in hour number two she will be taking your calls someone you love may want to get in touch with you bringing you fascinating talk since 2007 we are manson mitchell friday and saturday mornings at 10 on all Alternative Talk AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150. Molly, come, come now, follow Molly. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet. Too. Although my heart is... And 
welcome back to the Marie Manuel Cherry Show. We're interviewing Dr. David Carbell. Carbonell, I'm so sorry. I've said it wrong a few times. I have a tendency to do this sometimes. Don't know why, but it does happen. I look at it from the other side. It might stick longer. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're going to go, no, she said it wrong again. It's this. Now I'm going to look it up and make sure. Oh, that's who we need. So using powerful evidence-based therapies, the Worry Trick is designed to help you break the cycle of anxiety and worry. Filled with tips and techniques, this book will show you how to identify the trick. So it's really a trick to trick our minds that... You know, I always think it's the ego because I always think the ego is based in fear. And um, and and if we overthink and analyze, which I think is the human condition to overprocess and analyze, then we just keep waking up this fear based egotistical part of ourselves that we don't always need. You know, we don't need it every five minutes throughout the day. Right. 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 Yeah. So and, and, and when we really need it, it, it's there. You don't have to summon it. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you don't have to be, you know, doing a lot of conscious thought. And in fact, when when the danger really approaches, we just go automatically into the mode we need to defend ourselves. Absolutely. That, that, that's what's happening with people caught up in chronic worry. Uh, it, it's a constant false alarm. There's no need for it. Oh, and that's just so scary and so hard on their immune system and, you know, depletes their physical well-being on top of, you know, mm-hmm. just not being able to mm-hmm. enjoy life. Yeah, it's, it's very, very Sure, yeah, it takes over their agenda, really. It, 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 it hijacks their agenda for what they wanted their life to stand for and how they wanted to use their time and energy on the planet. And then it becomes a mechanism for promoting anxiety rather than promoting their life. Oh. Yeah, very very well said. And so you just finished writing your third book, which is about phobia relating to flying. Yes, yeah, this is a uh, it's a departure from the style and worry trick. This is a workbook mm. um, for people who uh, are afraid of flying and want to overcome that. Which is really and a it, big deal. I mean, because you know, to yeah, get, you got to get around the world these days. You can't just drive every everywhere anymore. You know, it's like yeah. you got to fly. Yeah, in the, in the U.S., or if you live in the U.S. and you can't fly, it's very, very limiting. You know, uh, so you know people who maybe haven't flown for a long time and now they're retirement age and they realize, gee, now I can travel, or, or people who are looking at a promotion that comes with travel. Uh, um, there's a lot, a lot of need for it. Wow! And so the workbook you actually um, give them homework basically, so that they can get on yes. that airplane and stay in the seat <laughs> instead of running that, off. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, the workbook is based on the methods I used. I, I have a weekend workshop that I Aww. run for fearful flyers, Aww, and we'll that. work together on the weekend. And then Sundays we take a flight together, and so I've really uh, taken all those methods and, and put them into a self-help format. Wow! So how long is the flight that you know you all get to take together? Uh, we go on a regular commercial flight to a city about an hour away. So from Chicago, we usually go to St. Louis or Detroit or Kansas City. And then do you guys go uh, shopping or do anything fun? <laughs> you know, maybe go uh, straight to the bar, have no, a drink? We have, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we go on, <laughs> there's a quick bathroom break, and we chat for a few minutes, and then we get on the next flight coming wow. back. Oh, wow. So really, yeah. you don't have time. You, you know, you have to stay in that place and use the tools that you've given them so that they can really yes. get them ingrained into their, their nervous system, actually. Their- yeah, yeah, and I want them to keep in mind, you know, this is why we don't do shopping or make a, a pleasure trip out of it. Uh, why are we going to, say, St. Louis? Nobody's going to meet us there. Right. We're not going to leave the airport. Uh, no sooner do we get there than we're going to turn around and come back. Let's remember why we're going there. We're just literally going to practice feeling afraid 
and getting better at handling it. Wow, wow. That's the whole purpose of the fight. Wow, which is really the whole purpose of this beautiful book, too, you know, The Worry Trick, helping people mm-hmm. to stop their anxiety, really enjoy their lives. Because, you know, when I was reading the book, I was reminded again that most of our worries are about the future. You know, things that haven't even happened yet may never happen. And we That's sp- right. spend <clears throat> hours and hours a day stressed and worried and scared about something that may not even happen. Yeah, yeah, just just watching this movie, watching this movie. <laughs> watching that movie, <laughs> the, the coming attractions that never actually come. Yeah, well, well it's interesting to consider, um, you know, just quickly, if you were afraid of dogs. Oh, I am actually when... afraid of dogs, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, when is the only time that uh, you wouldn't be, you might not have the thought at all, what if the dog comes? Yeah, I'm thrilled the with back. a leash law, you know. I'm like a really uh, happy person that every every dog that I encounter most of the time is on a leash. But go ahead. I'm sorry okay. I interrupted you. Uh, well, the, uh, somebody who, who's really afraid of dogs, when they wake up in the morning, it might be on their mind. When I go to the train, when I, you know, when I walk down the block, am I going to see a dog? The, the only time they're not going to have that thought, guaranteed, what if a dog attacks me? The only time they're not going to have that thought is when the dog is charging at them, <laughs> uh, because then they're too busy protecting themselves, getting a stick or calling for help or climbing a fence. Uh, the very fact that you have the thought, what if a dog uh, approaches me, is the best reminder one's going to get that, well, I'm not in danger right now. Mm. When I am in danger, I'm not having that thought. Mm. Uh, I'm just protecting myself. I'm too busy to be engaging in all that thought then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, all that thought is, is what I like to think of as a kind of leisure time activity. <laughs> and we could use um, our leisure time activity in a much healthier way. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Well, yeah. it has been an absolute pleasure interviewing you. And I'm, congratulations on your writing and your books that are, I know are helping millions of people around the world. Uh, of course, soon to get on flights if they haven't been able to maybe go visit their grandchildren or... They haven't been able to go to Hawaii and sit on the beach, you know, and, right. and have That's a Mai right. Tai or whatnot. Um, I just thank you so much for your work, and your patients are very lucky to have you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is very enjoyable. Oh, great. Have a wonderful day. All right. You take care. All That was lovely. Super fun to, you know, people who are devoted to helping others have a calm existence and really enjoy the movement of their life. Yeah, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. And we'll have this posted uh, within a couple days for the show, so we're good with that. Yeah, we'll get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Justine will get it up today Mm -hmm. as soon as we get back to the office. Yeah, she'll load it up, which will be wonderful. Mm -hmm. I wish I could figure that out. It is like a 14-step activity. It's complicated. I don't know why to get because I've tried myself. My kids actually have done it. Fourteen steps. I sw- it's like wow. at least fourteen steps. To- yeah, she kind of like not to. She goes, yeah, it is. How many kinda steps started. are like motions? It's like for me in high school days, like remembering like the Treaty of Versailles. I think that was like seventeen <laughs> different levels to that. That's about as many as, like steps or process I need to get through and like making it real. Um, yeah. Really? 14? Yeah, yeah. So when Justine's we on need vacation, to that down there, uh- um, it I don't load it up. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, you're going to help me today? Oh, she said she's going to help oh, me today. Oh, that's mm. going to be so fun. Yeah. And then I have to ask one of my very busy children, you know. It was great when they were all in <laughs> grad school. It was fabulous. <laughs> I know, right? Because I could even, like, they edited my, my articles. That's cute. 
now, of course, they ha- they're like, you know. It's kind of like a full circle. Yeah. I remember my mom editing a few of my Aww. papers. And so now I think I kind of have to help her no, out with her social No, it was wonderful. But stuff. now my kids are too busy, you know. like They're never too busy. No, ser- I mean, Mina's they're a lawyer, so Misha's a professor, <laughs> and Mariam's an engineer. Nobody has time to edit mom's stuff. I'll talk to them. All right, good, good luck on that. Cause, I got this. Yeah, because I actually like to do it, but they just See. don't have the time to do it. Right. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, why don't we go ahead and do the second half of our show, which okay. is take phone calls? Yep, we can do that right now. And if you'd like to join us, 877 825 8828 is the number to get in while you can. That's good. So, Shannon from Delaware leading it off. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited. Oh, is this your first time calling in? This is my first time. I accidentally called on a Wednesday a couple (laughs) weeks ago because I'm a nurse and my Wednesday was my Thursday. (laughs) Well, thank you for being a nurse. You know I love nurses. I do. They just make me happy. I've been listening to your podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. What can I do for you? Um. I've always been more interested in the holistic side of things. My oldest, who's almost 30 now, um, dealt with allergies and asthma when she was little. And even way back then, I was more trying to figure out how we could help from the inside out instead of like steroids and albuterol and everything. Which is not good for the adrenal glands and kidney function ultimately, you know, and it's it's not good for the whole parasympathetic response. I mean, because it makes people anxious. It does, and I've seen it playing out. Speaking of anxiety, yes, and I've seen it playing out in her um, as a young adult now, and now my granddaughter has some eczema, looks like she might be leaning that way. But I want to direct my career away from, you know, the allopathic towards more natural, but I don't know. I've read a lot. Um, Reiki I'm interested in. I'm fairly intuitive with people, but I don't know where to start. Well, here's what I recommend. I want you to pay attention to what makes you happy. What jumps up your energy? What makes you go, oh, my gosh, get you excited? Because that literally is the path to our greatest adventures in terms of career or love or whatnot. So if something's like making it and don't look at your logical mind. If I looked at my logical mind, I wouldn't have the career I have today. It would not have happened. I promise you. I would have I would be an oncology nurse still, of course, enjoying it, but probably a little burnt out. And also I was raised holistically. So at the same time going, hmm, is it is this in the best interest of my patient? I don't know, you know, um, based on my belief system uh, from, you know, early childhood. So follow the joy. You love intuition. It makes you excited. It really does. And I see it in my daughter's and I try to encourage them, but I don't know what to do with mine. I'm intuitive more along the lines of being able to quickly access good research and the things that are out there in the integrative medicine community to help like my neighbors and my friends sure. and such. Well, that, but but that's only because that's the only way you've used your intuition. So let's okay. back up a little bit. You are intuitive and you have only allowed yourself to use it in that way. And that's, and okay. so, so that's, this is the interesting part about that logical mind it goes, well, I'm only good at this. I'm like, well, have you tried it any other way? No, you haven't. So okay. I want you to, to, to get curious about, get curious about intuition. What if I were intuitive in many areas in, in a way that I could help people in many, many ways? Because you know how to access information. You said it. I didn't. You said it beautifully. So that means you could be okay. sitting across from someone and access information. Okay. You, you know, one of the things I talk about on the show a lot, which I'm recommending for your daughter and your grandchild, is that you eat right for your blood type diet. And it's not because okay. I'm, I'm 
I'm a fan of holistic medicine, which I am, I literally feel a strong pulsation of high frequency every time I think of that book. Every really? single time. Yeah. And, and, and so, and what I've been told while I feel that vibration, that this is an easy way for a lot of people to decrease their inflammation and not have health issues. It's it like, it okay. goes across the board. And as a nurse, when you think about the complexity of blood, how it's really unique, blood types are truly unique. Right. And, and one of the things that we're finding out, um, you know, modern medicine believes in one size fits all, which is unfortunate. They're, they're, they're progressing and I love modern medicine. I'm grateful for it. And it has its place. It yeah. really does. But even when we look at chemotherapy, even though it's not standard practice in the U.S. and many foreign countries, they don't give the standard of care chemo for the type of cancer that someone's been diagnosed with until they take a live sample of the tissue of the cancer, unless it's blood, right? They'll take blood and they'll actually test it in labs with the chemo that is normally prescribed for that type of cancer to see if it actually works because they recognize that everyone's biochemically unique. Which is true. Biochemically. And we do it in the US, but it's not a standard of practice. Patients have to pay out of pocket. Um, It's like two to three thousand dollars, right? It will be standard of practice eventually because patients are going to request it and require it and probably avoid oncologists who don't support that type of you know, intuitive testing. It's like this is like not only is it logical, but it's also intuitive. (laughs) Like why would I if I'm gonna do chemo, I'm gonna use it better work. Yeah, I'm going to use the one that actually works for the type of cancer I have based on my biochemistry, right? So uh, so at any rate, you know, yeah. I feel a high vibration about this test. I feel the same thing about that book. So I just know after okay. all the years of, you know, conventional medicine and non-conventional that it's really helpful for the majority of that individuals. Yeah, it's I'll really I'll direct helpful. them to that because right. I'm trying to focus on things that do um, their like you always talk about energy and Mm -hmm. feeling the energy movement. And I'm trying to work on that. I've got, you know, your books and things. I'm trying to work on feeling the energy along the Reiki I think you should take a class if you haven't, you know. Okay. And and when you're taking a class, you also want to feel what is bringing me joy. Right. So as you look at healing touch or Reiki or matrix energetics or, you know, any of the other modalities, there's hundreds of them available. Body talk is one of them. That's kind of a cool one, actually. Okay. Um, which one makes you go, oh, and get kind of excited? And then I would take some classes about it because I do think that is how you're going to help some of your, I think you're going to start a private practice. And I think you're going to. That's what I would love to yeah. do. I okay. just feel, I doubt, I doubt that I can actually Well, okay, if we remember, <laughs> lovely Dr. Carbonell, who we just interviewed, he said, don't go to that place of worry or doubt okay. or anxiety. He says that's not intuitive, which I 100% agree. That's Me not too. an intuitive process. And look what you said. I would love to have a practice. So your intuition has already spoken to you. Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Thank you so You're much, You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Thanks, Shannon, very much for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manuchuri Show. We're opening your uh, opening the lines for your calls. We'd <laughs> love to have you in. The first half of the show, we had uh, David... Uh, See, now I have I'm to I'm so it. sorry. <laughs> I was going to go back to You know it. why? Because there's an O, and it's really pronounced more like an A. Carbonyl. Car- it's carbonyl. It I is carbonyl? Yeah, carbonyl. Okay. And it's the worry trick. See, it's tricking us right <laughs> it's now. It's tricking us. I know. That's it's making us worry. No, it's but really see, cute. this is going to make it stick for people to know exactly <laughs> yeah. what the book is all No, they're about. not going to forget, and they're going to order that book right away. Right, it's that's... it's a really great book. I think it, it just validates what we know holistically mm-hmm. that... You know, we are really amazing people. We have strong intuition. And fear is not your intuition, by the way. 
keep that in mind. It yep. is not your intuition. Okay, yes. Yes, one more call before our, our last break of the day. Yeah. And uh, we'll take Lorelai calling in from Oregon. Hello, Lorelai. Hey there. Hi, Lorelai. How are you? Good. How are things? Oh, lovely. Thank you. I'm going to be a grandmother any day, by the way. Yay. Super excited. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Super excited. <laughs> yes. So, have you called into the show before? I have called before. Okay, yes. great. What can I do for you? Well, I'm, I want to get your insight, kind of a second opinion on a move. I had a friend who thinks that I'm being, that I, that I'm being called to move to Seattle. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you practically live in Seattle, live in Oregon. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's Just a little different, ways. though. I, this is Seattle. Really? It's a big city, and yeah. Yeah. that scares me. I, I know I went up there for a few days, and I just felt like my nervous system was on overload um, being in Seattle. So I kind of wanted to get a sense of, like, what... I, I disagree like. with your friend. I think you're totally happy in Oregon. I mean, if my kids moved to, to Oregon, I would move. To me, it's just like Seattle, but back in the day, you know, like in the 1960s and 70s when it was just a little bit calmer and didn't take you sometimes 90 minutes to cross a bridge. So I don't think you need to move. You're in the right atmosphere for you. If you if you came to Seattle and felt delightful and delicious and happy, great. We love to have you. But I think you're in the right place for you. You're living in a liberal environment surrounded by the food that you love and people who are aligned with most of your belief systems. So I think it's a win-win. Okay, so you think Seattle's not the right choice for me I don't, I, I, I just, I think they're the same place, but the difference is busy versus calmer. You like calmer. You don't like yeah. a lot of traffic and busyness, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you happy. I kind of like it. I'm not saying that I'm wishing for a 90-minute drive to downtown Seattle uh, or planning, you know, I'm having to plan so that I won't be late, you know, to meet a friend for dinner or whatnot. But I, I, I don't dislike it enough because I'm like, oh, I can, I can get there a little early and go shopping. Oh, and, you know, I mean, I, I can figure it out and enjoy it. Meditate in the car a little bit, not with my eyes closed, but listen to great music. You know, y- that doesn't excite you. So, so when I said don't move to Seattle, you dropped your energy. So why is that? Um. <laughs> I think you're thinking too much about this. I think well, you need I to get know. out of your head, be in your body, and see what makes you happy. Yeah, I know when she said it to me, it seems light. And then when I was in Seattle, there was aspects of it I did like beautiful at night. Yeah, one thing. okay, whatever. Portland's going to look like Seattle before you know it. So I think you should just enjoy it. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. You know, don't put, you're in the right spot. I think what you need to work on, because apparently you feel like, you're not having the experiences that you want to have. And you think if you move your geographical address, yeah. you're going to have the experiences that you want. And that's not true. This is all based on vibration. You need mm-hmm. to change your frequency and your vibration. You need to be more self-loving. You need to increase your sense of value for yourself. That's what you need to be working on. It doesn't matter if your zip code is 98011 or whatever it is right now. You need to work on your vibration. Okay. Okay, yes. I, it seems like things aren't going as well as I would like yeah, them to go. It's not going to matter if you change your zip code. You need to work on your frequency. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thanks very much, Lorelai. And eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight is the number for the Remani Cherry Show. Get in now. Lines are Oh my are gosh, open. Yes. we have one line. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. I'm so, going to tease everybody though. Okay. Break time. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Standing in a crowded room and I can't see her face. 
put your arms around me, tell me everything's okay. In my mind, I'm running around a cold and empty space. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author Marie Manucheri. These 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose. Within weeks, most people happily report surprising results. Visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Uh, great song. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great song. So we are live here in the Remand New Cherry Show, and we are taking your calls. Who do we have next? Uh, yes, let's take... There we go. Emily. Emily from Seattle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hello. Emily, are you there? All right. Well, uh, try one more time. Emily? Okay. Hello. Put Emily back okay. on hold, and we'll try the next one. Now, Juliana from San Diego. Juliana. Okay. Hi, Marie. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Thank you for taking my call. Of it's course. kind of funny. It's like the two first callers yeah. put them together, and that that's your issues. Both resonate with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But except, I think I'm really clear. I am kind of complete with where I've been living, and I'm drawn to Colorado. So that matches like the second person wanting to move, and then I'll match the first person that called 
I do career. finally feel ready to step into my own practice. Yay! And what lights me up is intuition. I want to cultivate. Yeah, now medical intuition. Um, I'm getting over my fears. So mm-hmm. this call and your show has been so beautiful today. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's wonderful. And, you know, even so, though I work with, you know, maybe 60% of patients who are ill, I encourage everyone to have their checkups. Go get an MRI. Go go get a CT scan. Go go get your blood drawn. You know, I mean, even if my intuition is going to be accurate, I still want them to yeah. um, have their tests because that's, I mean, creation created those devices so that we can look into people's bodies and see what's going on. So what's your and question? Think, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I think, you know, because I think about all the schooling I went through, like you nursing and then naturopathic. No, you've done once, great. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's so much, but I love it. Yeah, it's And amazing. so I think once I start opening up, I have the um, knowledge to back it up as well. You do. But my question would be, what is your sense of this year I'll be turning 33? Mm-hmm. And so just your sense of Colorado and the potential energy. I like Colorado for you. I think it feels great. I, I think it's big sky. I like the even the altitude for you. I think it's a great um a great place for you to move to. I think you'll love the people there. I think they'll enjoy you. Yeah, I think it's great. Good idea. That's what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. It feels great to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And okay. anything else regarding like my chakras? I'm, well, you I've do been have improving. A, yes, I would say you're taking energy in fruit from the first and the seventh and the back of your sixth. Gorgeous. I love it. You do have a leak though at the second, which is kind of okay. common. It's a common place where I see a leak. Because a lot of people don't let themselves play and have fun, which, you know, you're a serious person. A lot of empathetic people are very serious. And I would just recommend have more fun. That's why I like Colorado for you. I just see that you'd be you'd be out and about more, like maybe cross-country skiing in the winter and rock climbing in the summer. And I mean, I just think you'll have more adventures. Oh, my gosh. That's so right on. That's what I've been feeling, too. So thank you for confirming. Yeah. And go play. Go have some fun. Yeah, my birthday is Sunday, so oh. I need to have fun. So that makes you a Scorpio, right? I'm double Scorpio oh, with an Aries it. move. Oh, I know. Why? I love it. I'm so intense, but in a good way. Yeah. I do care. Well, so it's he- a good thing. Here's the thing that I love about it. Jupiter is now in Scorpio. So for an entire year, you've got this expansive planet bringing you tons of luck. This is the year to make changes, not to wait around for it, but to go for it. It will. You'll be so supported. So uh, you're That's, on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. You're That's welcome. what I've been feeling. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Juliana. She sounds very confident. Doesn't I like she? that. I love it. Double I Scorpio. Know. She's like on a mission, on and a intuitive, move. And intuitive, you know. It's right. a water sign. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. Okay, we're going to try one more time. We're going to go back, see if see Emily's, Emily's listening. Okay. Emily, are you there? Emily? Hello, Emily. <laughs> no, okay. Emily. Well, All right. I've got to let that line yeah, go. Yeah, I've got to go. Okay. Yep. Okay, so now we'll move back uh, south. We'll uh, travel over to uh, Louisiana. We have Lovely. Amy joining us. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Amy. How are you? Thank you for taking my Thank you for what you do, Marie and uh, Benny. Of course. Thank you. Is this your first time calling into the show? No, this is like maybe third. Oh, well, welcome back. <laughs> Love to have you. What can I do for you? Okay. I'm interested in a general reading, and also I've been having plantar fasciitis in one foot last year and mm. healed up. And then I have it in the, the other foot. foot. Yeah. And, and I do I do go to the doctor. I do Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know conventional medical um right. ways. So you know what I'm gonna something. say, right? You know <laughs> I'm gonna say please do the eat right for your blood type diet. 
Number okay. one, that's inflammation. Plantar okay. fasciitis is inflammation first and foremost. And then second, what it means is that you're stuck. And, and you're not really stuck, but you're refusing to take the next step. And so your yeah. foot, from an energetic perspective, is like drawn into the ground and the energy is being sucked out of it because you are refusing to lift up your foot and move forward. That means you have to, there's something in your life you need to stop doing, literally, and go uh-huh. in a different direction. And you probably know what it is. Okay. Do you know what it is? Um, it could be start a business. Mm-hmm. Or I've thought about moving, but later in life. Um, what about relationship? What's going on with you with that? Oh, Lord. It's been a while. Um, it's been, I don't actively, if they come into my life, uh-huh. so I don't this, put a lot of energy into it. Yeah. So, so this, it, this is about you being vulnerable. It's not your okay. favorite thing. You're strong. You know that. Very independent. And you need to learn to become vulnerable and let people in your life. And that's what this is about. So I would do some positive what if questions. What if I allow wonderful people in my life that I can have incredible relationships with? A simple question like that. We're not even saying romantically, but I yeah. mean romantically. But when, in, yeah. when we talk about the what if question, we're going to keep it general so that you won't spike up some of your negative belief systems about, <gasps> you know, the fear <laughs> of letting someone in your life who's going to derail you from your life, which is not going to happen. Remember what I said? Uh-huh. What if I allow wonderful people in my life and I allow myself to be vulnerable and have incredible relationships with them? That's a great what if question for you. I want you to work on that. Plus, you know, depending on your blood type, take some of the main things that are inflammatory out of your diet, like O's. O's are not allowed to eat avocados, cucumbers, and honeydew melon. Those are the, you know, those are highly inflammatory things for O blood types. So, right? Go ahead. I have checked out that book before. I'm B positive. Okay. So so uh, some of those things pertain to you. Chicken is a no-no. No. For bees. Yeah. My daughter's yes. a bee and I always tell her, I go, I'm never cooking chicken for you again. And she goes, okay, whatever. I'm going to cook it myself. I'm like, okay, fine. But I'm never cooking chicken for you again. <laughs> so I do like things like cinnamon though. I is that a no, no on your list? Yeah. Okay. I need a cinnamon substitute. You know, one of the things that I love about this diet, which I think it's a trait of food. Like you don't, you eat turkey instead of chicken. You, right. right? No pomegranates for, um, for bees either. And I was at my daughter's home and her dad had made her, her dad's a great cook and he'd made her this wonderful lamb dish with pomegranates on top. And she, you know, served me some food and I go, honey, you can't eat pomegranates. She goes, whatever, mom, you know, she's going to eat the pomegranates. But, but what, what happens is when you, when you start to trade the food, because that's how I think of this diet plan, you're going to notice inflammation that you have been ignoring for a long time. Things that we just get used to, little aches and pains, mm-hmm. puffiness under our eyes, small little headaches, just little stuff, you know, maybe slightly sinus pressure that just disappears, which of course is in enabling your immune system to be healthy, to safeguard you from other things that could be a lot more detrimental down the road as we age. So please do that. Okay. Okay. All and, right. And let people okay. into your life. All right, I'll do that. I'll, I'm going to work on it. Thank do my you. homework. All right. Thank you for answering my question. Of Y'all course. have a good one. You too. Thanks I, very much. Have I love that us. southern yes. accent. So cute. It's pretty sexy. Yeah, it is actually. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Male or female? We don't it? have one up here, but then again, I think I they think we have one up That's here. That's true. They do. They do. There, yeah. So. It is true. Okay. Third okay. time's a charm. I know we normally oh, really? don't, Emily? but Emily's back. Okay. Emily, are you there? Hopefully.
Oh, hi, Emily. <laughs> Good job, Vinny. What can we do yeah. for you, Emily? Um, well, thank God I made it through. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Good old AT&T. You gotta love them. Oh yeah, gotta love it. Yeah, what can I do for you? Um, I'm just hoping. So I feel like. Have I you? Could... Ha- I'm just gonna interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Have you had a loss recently in your life? Yes. Okay, because um, it's the first thing that came up, and you're releasing tons of energy. So. Lots of energy is just pouring off of your body. I'm really sorry for the loss, by the way. It must have been close to home or someone that you had a significant relationship at some point in your life because you're, you know, you're leaking energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm leaking energy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm so, so sorry. So have you tried to reach out to this person? You know, I, I realize there or this whatever this loss is, I realize it's really intense, but it is a human being that died. Is that correct? It's my dad, yeah. Oh, I'm so, 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 so sorry. I didn't know it was your father, by the way. Um, I'm so, so sorry. So have you reached out to talk to him? Yes. Actually, I'm really lucky that my mom raised me to mm-hmm. be, like, energy intuitive. And Yay. when my grandpa died, he came to me in my dream. And so I've always been, like, really open to it. Um, but I It's just a- harder. Yeah, it is, for sure, because you're like, okay, it, they don't talk back like you want them to. Well, or... that, that's what I'm, he can and he will. Um, how long has your dad been gone? But I don't hear him. Right, but you can. This is the thing. How long has your dad been gone? Um, three months. Oh, such a, you know, such a recent loss and, of course, an enormous grief to lose a parent at your young, beautiful age. So what I'm going to ask you to do, I want you to keep on grieving, of course, and it will, you know, it may feel like a lifelong adventure, you know, when you lose a parent or whenever we lose someone that we, we're not supposed to, you know, we have rules here on the human plane. Nobody dies young and um, your parents die old, you know, (laughs) we just have these weird rules that are not real, but we make them up as we go along. Um, as soon as you can, when you are feeling really happy, 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 happy about something which could be related to your father or unrelated, that's when I want you to try to communicate to him. Start talking to him because remember, your dad has crossed over to the other side. And so his vibration is much higher than most of the human beings on earth. I mean, it is much higher than majority of, of human vibration and frequency. So once your energy is elevated, that's when you're going to be able to have those felt experiences like hearing him or feeling a touch from him or smelling him or having something magical appear that is something you both shared that you hadn't experienced in a long time okay because okay. he yeah. wants that for you he's he's working on it he's crying too by the way you know he he's one of those people who actually loved being with his family it was very important for him so he's having a little bit of a hard time too just so you know no. I know. I mean, we don't want him to, but I mean, no, he's surrounded by angels. He's fine. But yeah. it is nice to know that they miss us, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you got through. Thank you, Benny. That was great to get Emily through. That was wonderful. Was well worth it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So we're sending you all of our love, yes. Emily, and, and lovely energy to your father, too, and the ability for both of you to have moments together that are real and inspiring. It can be a challenge. And yeah, people grieve differently and this mm-hmm. may help uh, in their challenges yeah. and, uh, to move through. Oh, and I'm so sorry we didn't get to all of our callers from New York, Idaho, and close by Marysville here. Um, we'll be back on the air next Thursday, unless I happen to be in a waiting room inside a hospital waiting for my granddaughter to be born. But I think she's going to be born this weekend, actually. So I'm excited. so excited. So we wish everyone joyful blessings and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.